BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth, and it doesn't matter who you are or what you have, life can be pretty damn hard. And without a healthy mind, it's even harder. Check out online therapy with betterhelp.com slash mood and be on your way to a little more ease. This week, I'm super excited to be joined with Emily DiDonato because you guys were so excited when I posted about her coming on the podcast last week on Instagram. She is even more kind and sweet and amazing as she seems on Instagram. She's a model, entrepreneur, mother-to-be. She's been in the industry forever, and I've been such a big fan of her for a long time now and she also launched a skincare brand that is super super impressive with her best friend like I said she's a mother-to-be so she's currently has a bun in the oven is that what it's called I think that's what it's called guys I wouldn't know but it's really exciting we just had such a fun mood boosting conversation I really think you guys are going to love hearing from her we touch on a few different current moods and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it because we all need a little mood booster this week but before we get into our current mood convo with Emily let's talk best mood and worst mood of the week. I actually took last week off the podcast because I've clearly been podcasting while dealing with a lot of personal stuff. And last week actually ended up working out that I didn't need to record an episode last week. So I took it as a sign from the universe and gave myself just a little mini break. But I feel like time goes by so quickly that it doesn't even feel like I took a break from the podcast because it's like the next thing you know, you already had to record another one. That's just adulting. 101 is like work just happens. But I will say that even though I did take like a little break off of the podcast, barely anything, one of my best moods last week was just being productive. And I think it's because I haven't really had time for myself in a really long time. And when I have, it's been like, okay, I'm going to take like just a quick day and like get all of this crap done that I've had to get done. So it was really nice actually having like multiple days without like any chaos and just kind of getting to like settle back in to a routine and being productive with things like self-care, with work, with just like mood boosters, everything like that. Like I have to say that productivity was a best mood last week because I was really just kind of putting myself first and doing things that I either wanted to accomplish as it related to work or as it related to just like taking care of like my own mental and physical health because I think we forget that productivity isn't just like checking off things off a to-do list or accomplishing like crazy goals like sometimes it's really just like going to bed every night at the same time or waking up early for a few mornings in a row it's like those little things that I find to be productive when they're all added up right and so I feel like I had quite a few days of that last week and I was actually in a really good mood because I finally felt like I could have a breath of fresh air and I could 
really just, I don't know, like have days where I could wake up and live like a normal life. Cause in reality, like the past month and a half, I've been spending waking up and driving out to a hospital. Um, and so I haven't really had a normal routine and productivity kind of schedule in almost two months now. And so as, you know, as much as like I'm grieving and things are hard, you know, you have to find your best moods. And I have to say like actually taking care of myself to get back on track instead of just kind of like hiding in a hole and being productive was like one of those, okay, I'm proud of myself moments. Cause we always talk about too, how you're not trying to make other people proud. You're not trying to show off. Like it's about making yourself proud and like feeling satisfied with yourself. And so I feel like my productivity this week really made me feel that. And my worst mood this week was like, obviously I feel like when you have like high highs, sometimes you can have low lows. And I feel like I had just like such a few days of like really high highs. And then it kind of, you know, it's one of those things where I hadn't been able to do it in so long and everything. And you just kind of like put your head down, focus on yourself. And then like life kind of hits you with like, ooh, you were having a high high. Here's a low low. Um, And I just had like really bad anxiety. I got a little irritable and cranky. I got really tired. And I just think it's all a part of the grieving process because it's something that is going to take a lot of time. I've been really kind of playing around in my head with the idea of like, you know, I did go through a loss in some sense when I got my heart broken like months and months ago now. And obviously I'm going through my first real physical loss of like someone actually physically leaving and it, I'm I'm kind of trying to just wrap my head around like how it's different, like what feels different, are the mood boosters different, like just tr- kind of trying to understand so that I can be of better service to like explaining how to help you guys and also just understand for my own sanity and but mostly just because I want to be able to like articulate well like the different like moods between the two of them because I do really think they're really similar but I think the biggest thing with obviously this form of grief when someone physically passes away is that it really does feel less real and life does feel like it goes on in such like a a different like tangible way where like the worst moods really just interrupt the best ones at kind of like a dead stop and kind of like throw you off your rocker for like a couple days. But it's not that like same like anxiety induced like loss, I feel like. I feel like when it was my breakup, my worst moods were like really, really anxious and like not able to take care of myself and just a little bit different in the way of like this is kind of like shock and like sadness it's very odd and so I've been kind of trying to like figure all this stuff out before I do maybe like a solo episode about stuff like that coming up in the next month um so thank you guys for your patience with that and thank you guys for your patience through dealing with like my best and worst moods kind of being similar just because I've been kind of in this like time warp for the past month and a half but I will say that like finding the best moods throughout like some of you know some of my worst fears of worse moods. Um, it's something that's really, really helped me a lot. And so I think that as much as we love using the phrases, best mood, worst mood, and mood boosters, like there's something that really like my life kind of revolve around now. And like, they really are kind of crucial to my mental health and like being the best version of myself. So I hope you guys are implementing that in your everyday life as well, because I do not just on the podcast on Wednesdays. Um, and so I hope you guys do too, because It really is a mood booster and mood boosters are really real. I want to talk to you guys about Magic Mind because it is such a fun mood booster. 
They are these cute little bottles full of all natural ingredients with adaptogens, nootropics, and matcha. I mean, those are literally three of my favorite things in the entire planet. If you don't know what adaptogens are, there are things that help you decrease stress, nootropics, can boost blood flow and cognition, and obviously matcha keeps you focused. So these little Magic Mind bottles are lighter on caffeine, and unlike regular energy drinks, it all just comes from matcha tea. And you guys know I'm a matcha freak. And it helps you drink less coffee, because quitting coffee is really hard. Obviously, you want that caffeine, but you still want to be productive and you don't want that caffeine crash. And so that's why these are absolutely amazing. You can still crush your to-do list. I mean, talk about productivity. You can focus. You can be more successful. Conquer all of the things that you want to get done in a day, in a week. It's literally amazing. And it helps you fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, some ADD symptoms. And after like three to seven days of continuous use, it's easier to get into a flow state and be more productive and just like drink less coffee. I think it's actually really cool because it was created by this guy, James, from Silicon Valley. And he's entrepreneur and so he like literally just combined all these ingredients in his kitchen that helped him stay productive and crush the business world and then obviously he just like made it a little sweeter before sharing it with the world but I love how it like just started from someone's kitchen and it's like from a successful person and just I think it's awesome I love having these on hand at home I'm a big procrastinator and I can be very low on energy sometimes but a caffeine crashes are not for me and my anxiety so if you're similar to me you can use my code mood 20 for 20% off all you have to do is go to magicmind.co slash mood and you'll get 20% off when you use code mood 20 that's magicmind.co slash mood go check it out for more info they're really really cool brand speaking of mood boosters this week I've had a few mood boosters I've really really I know I talked about this the other week but I have been addicted to riding my bike like it makes me so sad that I didn't discover this like earlier when I moved to Chicago because now I feel like in a just a few weeks or whatever thing all the weather is going to go to crap and even if it's not like crappy like it's going to start raining again and all that stuff and like let me just tell you we are going to have to like seriously get creative when it comes to mood boosters and the weather starts changing because I have not lived in like a climate like this in almost 10 years and I have become such a spoiled brat by California so right now I'm just like absolutely loving going on bike rides I only went on like one or two the last time I told you guys about it so I feel like it's worth mentioning again because I have been like riding my bike every single day I've been riding my bike by myself I've been riding it with my brother and I think I like love that it really kind of is a testament to like when you try something with someone else, it makes you more comfortable doing it alone. And I never thought I'd be the type of person to like ride my bike alone in the city because like I'm afraid I'm going to get hit by a car and I'm just like, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like really weird about like doing things in public alone. I like, I would rather just like hide from the world. I feel like that's something I need to like, I don't know, dive into one day with my therapist anyway. But yeah, like I've just been absolutely obsessed with going on bike rides and like walks with the dog and just like really kind of like getting outside. I think knowing especially that summer is almost over. It's like let's soak up these last, you know, few days, if anything. My next mood booster is I posted it on Instagram yesterday. It's the Skinny Confidential Ice Roller. And then I talked about this like little micro needling tool in my last YouTube vlog, youtube.com slash love Lauren Elizabeth. And I'm literally obsessed with these two things I don't know why but like I've been so inflamed and I think it's like a combination like of exhaustion and just like being on this weird schedule and getting back into a normal routine like I've been waking up with a puffy face like every single day and it is literally the dead opposite of a mood booster I like look in the mirror and I'm like I literally didn't even eat that unhealthy last night like yes I'm tired yes I'm stressed like is that why my face is like so like puffy like it's bizarre 
your mind and your body communicate, you guys. So it's like sometimes you think like, oh, I'm fine. And then you like look in the mirror and you're like, what the heck? Like, why do I look like shit? And it's because your body knows. And I feel like it's such a nice like little like mindful moment of just like ice rolling my face because I always tell you guys that mindful moments can literally just be anytime you're doing anything with your hands that you're actively paying attention to. And that is something that ice rolling is technically. And I feel like it's really good for the lymphatic system, for like my circulation. Like it really like wakes me up. It's something that's so amazing to do in the morning. I feel like it's such like just a jump start to my day. And obviously it makes my skin depuff and feel like so tight and good. I'm obsessed with it. And then at night is kind of like the opposite with the little like micro needling tool. It has red light therapy in it. And then I've just been using it before my skincare and I feel like it's really making my skin look a lot better. So I don't look as like beat and rough as like an emotionally exhausted person that I've been in the past month and a half. And it's just like little moments of self-care like that, that are really nice to boost your mood when you feel like a moment when you're like, okay, I know I feel like crap. Do I really have to look like crap too? You know what I mean? And so it's all those little things that add up. So I 10 out of 10 recommend the ice roller. It is actually worth every penny. I bought it. I did not get it sent to me. I bought the micro needling thing too. Not that, I mean, I wish I got them sent to me. I hate when people are like, no, I really bought it. And it's like, I, I would love to get it sent to me, but like, I'm not that person that asks for things. Cause like I said, I have this weird public facing issue that we need to dive deeper into. Don't want to go outside. Don't want to slide into DMS. What is wrong with me? Oh my God, out of control. Anyway, I bought both of the products and I just have to say, I would do it again. They're so amazing. I was like, this ice roller is expensive, but I was like, I trust Lauren Bostic and I did it. And I was like, holy shit. Like it stays cold for so much longer than the ice roller I had from Amazon. Like a couple years ago, the ice balls I had from Amazon a couple years ago, I just feel like it's such a better investment because like I'm like obsessed with it and I feel like I like actually invested in it. So I like want to use it all the time. Whereas my other ones, I was like, these are janky from Amazon and like whatever. So yeah, I'm also reading the book called The Lion's Den right now on my Kindle and I'm absolutely loving it. I've been reading it at the beach. I've been reading it at home. I've been trying ever since my episode with Jackie. It kind of like reminded me to not like watch TV like right before I go to bed to try to at least read a little bit. If you didn't listen to that episode with Jackie, go check it out. And so the past like few nights, I've actually been reading before bed and it's been really, really helping me get a better night's rest and like wake up less anxious in the morning. Weirdly enough, I think it just is like a better way to fall asleep naturally, as opposed to just kind of like waiting till my eyes are rolling back into my head while watching TV. So obviously it feels like some things in life are returning to normal. We have places to go, people to see safely and some of those normal things about life are amazing. And there are also some things that like just should never go back to normal, like having to go to the post office, you guys. And guess what? With stamps.com, you can skip trips to the post office and save on postage altogether. You can mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send you can send letters, ship packages, and just like pay less, like a lot less, with discounted rates from the USPS and UPS. I strictly use stamps.com because I, you know, have a small little business out of this apartment and I'm not like biking to the post office or like sitting in Chicago traffic to go. I only do stamps.com, you guys. They make it easy for a small business to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office because you can just because you can just print official U.S. postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy equipment. All you need is your computer and a standard printer. And once your mail is ready, you just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. 
Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving nearly 1 million small business owners like you time and money. They offer deals you can't get anywhere else, like 40% off USPS and up to 66% off UPS shipping rates. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every time. Stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk, and with my promo code MOOD, you can get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in MOOD. That's stamps.com promo code MOOD. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Okay, guys, let's jump into our current mood convo with Emily. You guys are going to absolutely love her. Let us know by, you know, sending us a little message on Instagram at mood with Lauren Elizabeth tag the latest episode you're listening to. I've been loving seeing you guys all wear your merch on Instagram. I was smiling from ear to ear reposting so many photos you guys tagged me in yesterday. So thank you guys so much. I'm pretty sure all of your orders have shipped. So thank you for your patience during these unprecedented times. And I can't wait to drop more merch for you. And thank you for getting us over 20,000 followers on Instagram. That's freaking epic. You guys are literally my everything. So mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram, shoplaurenelizabeth.com. And here's Emily. Okay, so we have so many things to talk about because you are a model, entrepreneur, like in entrepreneur, skincare founder, like influencer, YouTuber. Like I don't even know. You're also married. I believe you're expecting... Because yes. when I saw that, I like lost my mind. I was like, this baby is going to be absolutely stunning, smart, and beautiful. Like, that's very kind of you. What are you like not doing? Like, how are you balancing everything right now? Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm sure that you can relate to this. Even when I'm doing like so many different things, I do kind of always feel like I'm never doing enough. Like, I kind of have that attitude always. I'm like, I feel like I do so many things that I'm like, I wish I could be doing more or doing better at certain things. I'm so hard on myself, but I do feel like after with the pandemic, like it has forced me to like do so many different things and like keep myself busy in a new way, which has been wonderful in that sense. So are you technically um, having a COVID baby or was this like, (laughs) you know, I didn't, when I found out I was expecting in March, I was like, it was right when the vaccine was rolling out. And I was like, Oh my God, like, it's perfect. Things are going to be like, well, and dandy by the time this rolls around. And I'm like, you know, with things changing every single day, as we all know, it looks like it probably will be a pandemic baby, no matter how I dice it. So might yeah, as well I just mean, get used to it. not that you have like any control over it either. You know, you're like, hey, exactly. baby, can you stay in until the world stops burning? That'd be great. But I mean, it's exactly. admirable. I mean, you know, it's like one of those things where we want to be like the woman that do it all and like start the business and like have a beautiful family. And I just like have to force you right now to tell the story of how you met your husband for those who don't know, <laughs> because it is so freaking good. And then we'll like, obviously like talk about you, but like, you just have to tell it. Yeah. I mean, so I met my husband, Kyle, um, on an airplane. We sat next to each other. So I was flying from New York. We were both flying from New York to Denver and we were both going to Vail, Colorado. I was going to shoot the cover of Vogue Australia and he was going for like a work ski trip, um, with a bunch of people that he works with. And we sat next to each other. We started talking about halfway through the flight and then we had mutual friends in common. We were both from upstate New York, We've lived on the same block in the city. Like we had so many weird things and so much to talk about. Um, And then he kind of called me many, many times over the course of the following weeks, like (laughs) trying to track me down. That's always the case though, right? Like I was working and traveling and just like not paying attention really. And he was like, 
determined. So I'll give him that. Um, and then we met up like a month later in the city and we've kind of been together ever since. So yeah, it's kind of a crazy story. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's too good. It's literally too good. So, you know, if you're feeling, if you're feeling down about all the dating apps, just like maybe take a flight or something. I know people are always like, I always tell people, I'm like, I am that person though. Like I talk to whoever's sitting next to me on an airplane. People are like, oh no, you're that person. And I'm like, but <laughs> it led me to my husband. So it worked yeah, out. Exactly. Like don't let anyone change you. I mean, you know, let's just like backtrack a little bit to like casually dropping. Like I was flying to shoot the cover of Vogue Australia. So that's like, mm, I don't know, not normal and something I will never say. You've been a model for over 10 years. How did you get into that business that kind of terrifies me to be completely honest? Yeah. So I was scouted at a mall when I was like 16 or 17 years old. There was like a modeling competition happening at a mall um, in Connecticut and so many people are always like, oh my God, like those things are real. And I'm like, I don't know. It ended up being <laughs> fine for me, but don't let random people approach you and like say they're a modeling agent. Cause I think there's a lot of scams out there. Um, but there did end up being like a bunch of agencies there. And someone came up to me and they were like, oh, will you come on this stage? And, like do this competition. And I was like shopping with my mom. Like I'll never forget. I had like a Hollister bag and I was like, <laughs> like me. Um, anyway, so there were a bunch of agents there and I ended up going to Manhattan shortly after that. And like meeting with those people again, my mom still has all of the cards that they all gave us that day. They were like, Oh, like, here's my card. Here's my card. My mom still has all of them from like IMG next, like elite, all the agencies. So I met with all of them. And then I ended up signing with a really small agency to start in the city, which was actually mostly like a men's agency. Um, and I started working like a week later, like I literally was shooting um, a campaign for Ralph Lauren, like a week later, it happened really fast. So on one hand, I think that was a good thing because if it didn't happen fast, I don't know how long I would have lasted in the industry, mm -hmm. but because things like happened very quickly, I was kind of like, okay, this is going well. And then I was kind of forced to make the decision. Like, do I do this full time? Am I going to go to college? Like it escalated quickly. So did you go to college then? I did not know. So I ended up pursuing modeling full time. I moved to Manhattan right when I graduated from high school. I did go to school for a couple of years. I went to Columbia here in New York, like for funsies. Yeah. <laughs> when I was like 27 and 28. Um, but no, and not initially I did not, which was like a difficult decision at first, but glad yeah, I did I'm it. Sure. But it's like when something takes off like that, it's kind of just like ride the wave. And I mean, like, you know, yeah. obviously I feel like you have to be like a certain type of person to be able to deal with kind of like what us normal people like know is like a really tough industry. I mean, and you started really young. So how did that like affect your mental health growing up, like not in a normal social environment. And then also having like weird pressures that like aren't normal for a job. Yeah. I mean, I think like in the beginning when I first started modeling and, you know, I made that choice to not go to college. I was kind of, I felt so much pressure to make it work and to be successful. Mm. So I was willing to basically do whatever it took to like be successful. Um, and that led to like some extreme behaviors, I'll call it. Like I was, it was the first time I was living alone. I was living in a studio in New York. I was not with my family for the first time. I was not with my close friends. And I just got so much feedback from work and agents and people were saying that I was too big and too curvy and too muscular. So I like went so extreme and I was working out excessively, picked up some very strange eating habits. But like, you know, when you're alone for a long time and you're just like, this is my new life or my new normal, there's no one coming in to be like, hey, like, 
kind of weird that you go to the gym for like three and a half hours a day. Uh, now I have enough people in my life that would be like, let's not do that. Um, but anyway, so it, I definitely felt so much pressure, but I think I'm sure you can relate to this because I know you have your hands in so many different things too. And you work hard. Like I was just like, I'm willing to do what it takes. So when I went into these like extreme behaviors, I just was like, I'm doing my job. Like mm. I want to be successful. I'm like, I need to do X, Y, and Z to get there. So I just kind of put my head down and did it. And then I came out on the other side and I was like, Oh, I'm unwell. <laughs> I didn't realize. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's almost, I feel like what you're describing too is like, it's more of that, like, uh, a, not like addiction in an actual sense, mm-hmm. but like addicted to like the success and the work as opposed to like maybe not as much body image. I mean, like obviously I'm sure you struggled with that too because you promote so much body positivity and like the thought that, I mean, obviously like, you know, years ago, the thought that like you were considered like curvy and like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if like someone considered you plus size. It's just like absolutely, <clears throat> obviously insane. But like, was it more so like, oh, okay, but I want to be successful or like, oh, I want to be like thin, you know, like, I feel like it was maybe more of the success part. It was, I, I would say the success part and the pressure there was much more important to me because honestly going into modeling, I didn't look at myself in the mirror and go like, oh, you're big and you're fat. And like, you need to do like, I wasn't like, I didn't have that kind of inner dialogue happening at that point. I was just like, oh, this mm. adult who I like am trying to work for is saying like, if you just lose 10 pounds, like you'll be able to do all of these things. So I was just kind of like, okay, that's fine. I can make that work or I can do that. Um, so that definitely is what was driving me for sure. And then you said like, you like woke up one day and, you know, like realized you were like unwell. Did like, what was that like feeling like and like realization process? Like, cause I think it's that, you know, it's that like sad thing where like we don't realize that we need to change until we're like totally burnt out or like sometimes until like someone really gets through to us. And how was that like for you? Was it like genuinely that like morning where you were just like, I feel like shit. Or was it like, for me, it's always my mom being like, you look like shit. And I'm like, okay, mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny that you say that because like two moments stick out to me in my head. Um, and they were all around New York fashion week. And I can't remember the year, but it was at the peak of this time. And I remember I had a full blown mental breakdown in the front of like a fashion show, like meaning like I was supposed to be going in and doing hair and makeup. And I just had a full meltdown, someone that I was working with at the time and screamed at them, like in the middle of the street, like full blown meltdown. I've actually like never shared this and I have not revisited that moment in so long, but it was totally a breaking moment for me, like so out of character. And I clearly was like at a huge breaking point for me. And I just remember screaming at this person and being like, I'm so fried and I'm so done and I'm so over this. And I just like went home. I remember, and I packed my things and I actually went home to my parents' house after oh, that, wow. because I was just like, yeah. Cause I was, I was still only like 18 or maybe 19 at that point. Like, I just remember being like, I am so mentally, spiritually, physically fried right now. Like I was kind of like, I'm done. Like potentially I'm going to quit. I was also so thin. I was so unhealthy and I just felt like a shell, a, a literal and figurative skeleton of like who I used to be. Mm. So there was definitely a point where I was like, all right, I got to pack it up like for at least momentarily. 
And how did you like get back after that? Because obviously you've been modeling for over like 10 plus years. I like, I think it's like so just like important for like young girls to hear too that like all this like extremism and like wanting to just like look a certain way like leads you to like a breaking point. It doesn't lead you to success, right? Like clearly something else led you to success. So we need to make sure they get that. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And then like, I like getting back into it. Like I remember I was at home kind of at my parents for a while and my agencies would be like calling me and, you know, kind of showing me all of these opportunities and things I could be doing. And I was just running away from it and shying from it. And I knew I wasn't ready to like get back into it. But I remember when I did get back into it, um, I remember going into my agency and just saying to them, like, listen, it is what it is like right now. Cause I had gained a bunch of weight back. Cause I, like I mentioned, I'd gotten so thin. I kind of gained it all back when I went home. Cause I was just like done. Um, and I was like, it is what it is. Take it or leave it. I want you to be honest with clients, honest with people. Like I wear a size six. I am not like a 34 hip, like send them actual Polaroids, send them Polaroids of me at my absolute worst angle. So that when I show up to work and they've booked me, they know exactly what I look like. And I set a really strong boundary, but luckily I was working with someone at the time who was like, okay, like, let's do this. We're going to make this, like, there's many ways to skin a cat. And I felt like I was trying so hard to just be like everyone else that I saw, like walking down the runway and it just wasn't working for me. So that was a matter of like, I set the boundary. Plus I had someone who was willing to collaborate Mm. with me in that way. And also just luck, right? Like the industry slowly started changing. Like many things started evolving and like working in my favor too. So it's kind of what happened. Yeah. I saw on YouTube that you, there was like in a answering questions video and I didn't click on it on purpose, but you said like why I don't work with Victoria's Secret. What, what, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Um, well I had like, that was like in that video, I was talking about how it was like at the height of the Victoria's Secret fashion show when that was still happening. And I had gone to that casting for many years. Well, not many years, probably like three to four, maybe five years, like since I started modeling. And it was just like the absolute gold standard yeah. for a model to be able to do that. And every year I would go and, you know, so many girls go and you wear like the lingerie and you're fully moisturized. And most girls work out for like months, like three times a day, no exaggeration, like leading up to that casting. And I would just go every year and it would just set me back so much like mentally, spiritually, and emotionally every time. Like I would just feel like such a failure, so fat, so gross. So just like unworthy. And then when the show would come out and you would watch it and be like, well, I guess I see why I didn't get it. I don't have like a six pack. So yeah, like, and I just reached a point where I was like, I'm not going to do this casting anymore. Like I'm clearly not what they want. And I'm sick of like putting myself out there like this every year it comes around. It's the exact same unhealthy cycle. It's like, there are a million other things I could be doing and pursuing and also just like putting energy into, right? Like I felt like I would be like working out like crazy and like so amped about it. And I had all this energy again like chasing this success and I'm like it's okay that like I'm not right for this project and these people like I have so much energy and I want to do other things so that's okay to just be like that's just I'm going to close that door for now I'm not going to go to that casting I remember when my agency sent it to me the following year they're like you know what time of year it is and I was just like I am not going, I don't feel like doing this anymore. And they were just like, what? Because like even being asked to go to the casting is kind of a big deal. Right. Um, so 
I just think it's like an example of like, sometimes it is okay to just like walk away from something and be like, Mm. it's not serving me. I'm not serving it. Like it's done. I love Um, how you keep saying boundaries too. Like it's so, it's such like a good thing for your mental health that you were just like setting these boundaries and like genuinely like advocating for yourself. And like, I know like the small part of luck of like the times we're changing, but like you still like, it is scary to be like a part of that change, you know, like you still like advocated for yourself and like made that change. And like, even talking about like body positivity, I I don't know why I keep having this like image of you posting something like maybe like even years ago where you were like, this is my body. Like, and you like really started that conversation, but like even speaking up against the machine in itself, like you did these personal boundaries for yourself in your life. And then you also like used your voice, which is just could be so scary when it's like, you want to be success successful too. It's like almost going exactly against that demon because like what you wanted most was to be successful like how did you even get to the point of like sharing all of that I mean the sharing aspect that was definitely really hard like in terms of setting the boundary like I think with that and what I would want other girls if you're a young model or not like that felt really horrible and uncomfortable in the moment to Mm. say no to things people would straight up be like you're insane to say no to that or not to go to that or to be acting this way. Like you, if you just did do X, Y, and Z, you could be like so much more successful. And I would be like, I'm following my gut. I'm following my intuition. Like this isn't making me feel good. I'm aware I'm just a young girl. And like, I feel awful trying to pursue some of these things. And like, there are other ways and other pathways to like get into it. But in terms of sharing it, like I shared my body positivity video or my journey towards it a couple of years on YouTube I remember when I hit publish and I'm sure you can relate with certain YouTube videos. You're like, yikes. Like, I don't know how this is going to get, get, go over because I was always afraid in terms of sharing my journey with body positivity and my struggles within the industry is for people to be like, well, you signed up for it. Or like, Mm. you're so lucky, like quit complaining. Um, but that's why I was, I really focused on the journey of body positivity and the ways that it affected me. It wasn't about blaming anyone or pointing fingers. It was just like, here's what I went through. Here's how I dealt with it then. Here's how I'm dealing with it now. I still struggle with it. Um, but just not playing that blame game. But I was terrified that people would be like, you know, you're biting the hand that feeds you. It's a little scary for sure. I love how you said too, like boundaries in the moment, like aren't easy because it's like you have obviously like this like success story and yes we still struggle on a day-to-day basis but it's like that reminder that like probably the easier thing to do is like just say yes and like just do it and be miserable but like in the long run setting those boundaries and saying no like actually got you to a more peaceful place and it's like just that reminder of like it's like even like resonating with me where I'm like huh maybe if I do start doing that like in six months I'll really thank myself you know what I mean Totally. I mean, I feel like setting boundaries or when you're like doing something new and it's like, whenever I'm doing something new or learning something and I'm not getting it right, I'm always like, this sucks so hard. Like even remember when I started editing my own YouTube videos, (laughs) I would get so frustrated and be like banging on my computer. But then on the other end of it, when you get through those difficult moments, you're like, I'm so glad I did that. Like I learned so much. Like I'm, I'm so grateful that I like pushed through it. But in the moment you just are like, this sucks. I want to give up. Like, I hate this. Quick break to talk to you guys about Beta Brand. Starting to get back into a new work routine and want to be more comfortable, but also look polished and professional? Beta Brand is your answer. Their dress pant yoga pants have the perfect balance of style, polish, and comfort. 
Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pant are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they look like professional dress pants, you guys. They're like literally so amazingly soft and stretchy and just absolutely effortless. You can throw in a pair, add a cute top, and you'll be set with style and comfort for your entire workday. They have tons of different styles to choose from, like straight leg, skinny, crop, bootleg, and more. They have colors like classic black to fun prints like houndstooth they even come in denim styles i love the houndstooth and the black personally because i think they're so chic for fall and they're literally just perfect for whatever you need to get done that day whether you're sitting at a desk for eight hours working with kids and bending and kneeling or maybe you're a photographer you need a squat to get that perfect shot whatever the case you're going to look good and feel great doing it the pants are also made of a wrinkle resistant stretch knit fabric so they do look good on all day and they even travel well plus they're obviously machine washable so they don't need to be ironed everyone will think you're like a 10 out of 10 chic businesswoman special but in reality you're comfy as hell they have new colors patterns and styles coming out all the time so be sure to keep an eye out for limited time new releases because they really sell out fast and while you're there make sure to check out beta brands ultra flattering tops skirts dresses and more the dress yoga pants are just the tip of the iceberg you guys Right now, my listeners can get 30% off their beta brand order when you go to betabrand.com slash mood. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash mood for 30% off your order for a limited time. And when you use my special URL, you're supporting my show too. Find out why women are ditching typical work pants for beta brands, dress pant, yoga pants. Go to betabrand.com slash mood for 30% off. Back to the podcast. Well, so did you ever feel that way when you decided to, I don't know, just like start a skincare company? Like how did like, you know what I mean? It's like you started making content. You've been on Instagram. Like I love how you're a personality and a voice now, because I do think that like to what you said earlier of like, oh, like you had it. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. And modeling is so easy because, you know, I think that people don't really fully understand like the mental health tolls, like being that like personality and like image really takes. So I'm totally with you on that. And you kind of open your life even more, but then to go, you know, and add the business entrepreneur to the plate as well is like, that could be really, really scary. Yeah, it was totally scary because I think I had and have such bad imposter syndrome when I started Mm -hmm. Covey. And, you know, I have my business partner who's also my best friend. And luckily we went into it together. So I had someone to constantly bounce, you know, ideas and insecurities off of. But we spent over three years like researching this brand and creating it and working with our partners and working with a dermatologist that like I felt super confident about the product when we launched. But I was more so like, is anyone going to care or even want like you can love it so much and feel so good about it. And I know I did the time, the due diligence and like we did so much research on the product and the ingredients and like work with our dermatologist. But I was just like, that still doesn't mean people are going to care when we launch. And I think. I feel so lucky and I hate to be like, I feel so lucky. I feel so fortunate. But like when we did launch, like it was, people were just so receptive and so supportive. And it just made me feel so grateful that like I had put the time and effort into being not just a model. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, I was a model for a long time, but then I really pursued like YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all these other things and sharing my life and my stories and my struggles. So I think more people connected to that part of me and were willing to support me on this next venture. Right. Um, 
So I was super happy about that, but I still every single day and on every single call have like the absolute worst imposter syndrome and like freeze and like, don't speak. And my business partner's like, are you there? We're like on G chat. She's like, hello. I'm like, I'm here. I don't know what to say. You're like, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Where does the name come from? Is it like something between you and your best friend? So Covey is an actual word. It means a small flock of birds. And we were trying to come up with the name. We were looking for words around like community and togetherness because so much of the products and the development were based on social listening and my platform. So community was a really big word. And then we thought of the three products as like a little group um, and myself and my business partner. So yeah, Covey is a small flock of birds. And I found that word and I just absolutely loved it. I remember I had a list of like a hundred random words, like spelt in a million different ways. I went onto a thesaurus and was just like looking for words and that one popped up and I was like, I just, I love that. So we went with it. That's so funny. I always am like, how do people name their brands? I'm like, there was just one day where someone was like Apple and like, now it's like the, you know what I mean? It's like, like who in their right mind would be like, let's name a tech company Apple. And like, it just sticks. And so I love when like a a word is just like, so like catchy. I'm like, I would have never thought of like Covey, like, you know what I mean? But it's so cute. And like, I love the aesthetic of the brand. I love that. It's like three products. The vitamin C is literally life changing. How did you like, so you, you said you did a lot of like community like outreach and stuff so mm-hmm. did you say that you were building a skincare brand on Instagram before you were doing it or did you do it like in a sly way no I didn't tell anyone that I was working on it kind of when we originally started it I had already had my YouTube channel and I was sharing my beauty routines and all of that um and then one kind of pivotal moment was when I shared my get unready with me with Harper's Bazaar and so many people came for me in the comments and they were like this is the worst routine ever she's using all the wrong products in the wrong order like that's not how you're supposed to use them and I was kind of like wait I love beauty I have access to like so many experts like I thought I I order like every expensive product anyone ever recommends. Like, what do you mean? Who cares that it's like 11 steps and my skin was always like falling off my face when I would go to work. Um, so then I realized after that, like myself and my business partner, we were kind of like, all right, we both felt genuinely confused about skincare. We kind of dove into skincare addiction on Reddit and started going through people's conversations on Twitter around skincare. And we wanted to figure out what people were saying and what they were confused about. And there were three key questions, which were what products do I actually need in my routine? Like, I just want to start taking care of my skin. Where do I start? The second one was what order do I use them in? People are always like, what comes first? What comes last? And do they work together? Are you allowed to use a vitamin C serum with this moisturizer? What do I pair my retinol with? So that's why we decided to like make it this super simple three-step system that works together. That's like literally to the third one is sometimes still so confusing for me because, and it's so scary because you're like uploading on YouTube. So like, sometimes I'll always be like, (laughs) well, I'm not like, I don't like always use it. And like, I I know like maybe like this is wrong because I'm just like, I don't, I hate being wrong because I'm like so insecure. Like I don't need you commenting shit about me, but also I'm like, well, I feel like this is really potent and this is really potent. So like, am I about to burn my face off? But like, I don't go to Reddit and look it up. Like you actually basically did the research for us is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, we just went through so many conversations and then also we went through over like 500,000 product reviews of top selling products. Yeah. My business partner works at Google. So she's amazing at like all of the (laughs) algorithms and all the things, thank God. But we wanted to see like what people were complaining about in terms of their products and what ingredients correlated with their complaints. And we were able to figure that out, which was amazing. So for each product that we formulated, we were like, 
This is what people want out of a cleanser. Here's what they're currently complaining about, even the best-selling products that are this product. Um, so we really kind of went at the social listening from many different angles, like from reviews to conversations on skincare communities, and then my own communities on YouTube and Instagram. I was always asking people questions and polling them. Once we started working on the brand, I was like, I'm just going to ask everyone, like, how do they feel about like this type of routine? How do they feel about this kind of product? What brands are they currently loving right now? Why or why not? So, so much of that like community element drove the brand. Wow. That's like so epic and so cool. And it's, it's like one of like showing the good part of the internet. You know what I mean? Being like, look totally. at how useful the internet can be when you like, you actually need tangible information. How long did the actual formulation of everything take once you like kind of figured out what you wanted it to be? Yeah. So the formulation took almost three years. I'd say wow. about two and a half years because we tested it on over 150 different people with different skin types, ages, and backgrounds. So every single time we would send our samples out to people, we would ask them for feedback. We would give them a survey. So we were constantly getting feedback on the product from people. So including our own, right? So we were always going back to the drawing board where like people are complaining about X, Y, and Z. Like, here's what they want, what they didn't like. Here's what I think. So we did so many iterations of each of the products, but we really wanted them to be gentle and work across all skin types. By far the most like longest pull and most frustrating in a way, because we were like, we just, we have almost everything in line, but getting the product perfect was like key. Obviously you have yeah. to like love, love, love it. Um, so yeah, it took about three years because we had like the branding and the name and everything for like two oh, years. Wow. Like we were done with that. It was just about getting the product right. But I'm glad that we did, you know, because then yeah. going into it, we were totally confident at launch. I know. I feel like that it's like, it's like literally what you said. It's like the one most important thing, but it's like, you just want it to click so bad. So bad. And you're like someone just like formulate this to what would make sense in my brain. Like that would be me. I'd be like, I don't understand how this isn't perfect yet because we're on the internet. We work fast. So like the patience is just remarkable and also keeping a secret for that long like that's tough it was so hard it was so so hard that was like insanely hard because I wanted to share it with everyone because also people would be like what's going on like what are you doing and I wanted to be like oh nothing just like building my dream brand which is like eating up every day of my life and every night and I like myself my business partner like sitting on the floor like spiraling um so once it came to fruition we were it, I sometimes I'm like I can't believe it's it's out there like it's open we can talk about it now I know you're like, am I exposing all my secrets? I'm like, no, Emily, I've actually been using your products for a very long time. They're out. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. What was like the biggest like feedback you got once you like launched the brand with your audience? I mean, I think so many people were, when they actually got the product, I was just so happy. Like so many people were like, I felt they felt that like, they felt also felt so confused about skincare. They were like, it's simple. Like I can do it. I can stick to this. And we really just wanted to create like a simple, effective routine that you could stick to no matter where you were and what was going on in your life that really worked and was great for all skin types. So when we got the feedback that people were like, this is exactly what I was looking for. Like I felt so overwhelmed and confused by skincare. Um, and then I think other people were just kind of like, oh my gosh, like, how long have you been working on this? Like, where did this come from? You know? Um, but, but so many friends and influencers, like, I'm sure you've had this as well. Like you get kind of shocked by how supportive people are. Like, I was just like, wow, like 
my internet friends are so awesome and so supportive. Um, and that was like the best part. Oh, when you like slid into my DMs, you're like, I need to send you something. Like I'm launching something. I was like, me? I was like, oh my God. I, I swear to God, I was thinking about it before we started recording. I was like, I remember when she slid into my DMs and I was like, oh my God, you know who I am? Like total, like, you know, talk about imposter syndrome. I'm like, you know, I'm no one on the internet. It's totally fine. No, you totally have imposter syndrome. It's funny because now we're working on so much influencer marketing for Cubby, which like added to the list of things that I'm like, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing from this angle. Like I only know it from the other side, but we always ask whenever I talk to young girls, I'm like, what influencers do you like? Who do you follow? Like, who do you trust? We always get you people love you and live, breathe, die by what you recommend. Okay. So I actually can't take compliments. So we're going to move on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but no, I really can't. Um, it's, it's tough, but, um, I do, I do want to know though, because like you are pregnant and one of my like biggest fears and my girlfriends and I were literally talking about this last week is how like our mental health is like going to change from like hormones and just like everything like that. And it's weird because we were like literally having this conversation three days ago. So I have to like selfishly ask you, like with all the stress from work and being out on the internet, because even if someone's like not an influencer, like everyone still shares their lives and is addicted to their phones, let's be honest. So it's like basically living in the 21st century, being like a boss ass bitch and like being pregnant. Like how do you like literally stay sane? Like, have you felt a change? Like, are you like one of those like happy pregnant people that's going to like not give me information that's helpful? (laughs) No, I'm not that person. Um, I think like, yeah, it definitely felt a hit to like my mental health because like your body changes so much and your hormones are raging. And I think for sure, I've been a model for so long and my body and all of that is tethered partially to like who I am and like my business and my work. And when things really start changing, you lose so much control, but there's also pressure that you're supposed to be just like 100% 24 seven enthusiastic and grateful and blessed. And I of course am like so happy and grateful and I've had like a smooth and healthy pregnancy. Um, but you're also like exhausted and don't feel like yourself. And like can't do anything you used to do. And by the way, like I said this the other day on my stories, I'm like my whole life changed overnight. And my husband's over here. His life hasn't changed at all. (laughs) He's like drinking his Cabernet Sauvignon, like working out every day, like feeling amazing. And I'm like, what is happening to my body? Um, but I just try to take it like day by day, but there are some days that are so bad. Like talk about on the internet. I like posted a picture, like 25 weeks today. And this girl DM'd me and she goes, Oh my God, she's huge. And then she wrote me this really long DM and she's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I'm also 25 weeks. And like you, your belly looks like my belly. And I was sending this to my husband to be like, Oh, I'm also like as big as her. Like, and it made me feel a lot better. But in the moment when I saw her initial message, like I was like, damn it. I have a feeling this was not intended for me and it just makes me feel so bad. Um, but taking it day by day. And I also feel like I have learned to be a lot kinder to myself too. Cause you're kind of like, for frick's sake, like I'm making a person, I'm doing my best. Like some days I'm like a for effort. If I get three things done on my to-do list, like you do kind of force yourself, or at least my, I have like to be a little kinder and softer on myself. Cause I feel like pre-pregnancy, like if I didn't get through like everything I wanted to do that day. I felt like a failure, you know? 
but now I'm like, all right, I did those three things and that's great. Now I'm just going to go sit on the couch for a while, like take a nap, but mental health takes a hit. And luckily I do have a therapist that I see every week at 7am on Mondays. And I tell her so early. I know, but I love starting the week like that. Wow. That's like Monday at 7 a.m. See, mine's actually Monday at 7.30 p.m. So we are like a, but it's funny because like that's how much Mondays suck. So like, and then like by like Monday evening, I'm like, I feel amazing. And it's, maybe I should take the 7 a.m. little, little hit. But no, I mean, I love like the whole message of like being kinder, you're kinder to yourself because as someone who just like struggles with mental health in general and maybe like just needs to also get three things done, give yourself an A for effort and go sit on the couch. Like it's just that learning to be kinder to yourself and not shaming yourself for your choices, especially if they like help you recharge and like feel better, you know? Totally. Yeah. You just got to be a little more gentle on yourself because like at the end of the day, like you're not thinking the same, you're not feeling the same, you're not looking the same. So like you can't expect yourself to be performing and outputting the same, like things are going to look different from the next couple of months. Like, Every day I'm like, I just need to figure out how the end of this day can look and feel successful to me. And it's good. It would look very different to someone else or to myself, you know, a year ago, but this is what it is now. I love that so much. What would you say are your current mood boosters, whether they help you stay sane as a pregnant woman, an entrepreneur, a influencer, a model woman? Like, I mean, I don't even know. You probably have need so many different ones for everything because you're so busy. But what would you say are your go-to's? I mean, I have like, I feel like going to therapy and going to acupuncture and staying consistent with that. Those are like my healthy, like mood booster things that like, I just feel like those are like my tune-ups of the week or bi-weekly that really help. Also, I tried to give up caffeine in my pregnancy. This is my unhealthy mood booster because like there, you're allowed to have caffeine, but I was like, I want to be like the best and I'm going to give up caffeine. And I was so exhausted and I was so miserable. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing enough. I can have this one cup. I'm allowed to have one cup a day. I'm going to enjoy it so hard every morning. And I just started drinking it again. And I'm like, no regrets. This is the best part of my morning. And I love it. So yeah, (laughs) it's like literally the little things in life. Like if I couldn't drink caffeine, I don't, I would be literally a walking zombie. I don't know how you do it. Honestly. I gave up. That's how. Yeah, that's true. You you threw in the towel. You know what? It's you're giving, you're doing the one cup. You're not going overboard. You're exactly doing what you're supposed to be doing. I think. I love it. Well, where can everyone make sure to follow along and follow the skincare, follow you? Because I feel like we're, we need to all be like just waiting for the baby to come out and waiting for more baby products to come out. As in like, I know people think their product lines are also their babies. So it's like you have two, you have Covey and then TBD human and belly. Real one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, <laughs> you can find me at Emily Donato. Covey is just at Covey, C-O-V-E-Y. And then I'm also on YouTube. I'm on TikTok, Donato Emily. So come say hello wherever you please. And you, you got to go check it out. You guys, the products are amazing. Stunning, smart, and beautiful. 10 out of 10 recommend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mood. Make sure to give five stars on the Apple Podcast Sport. Make sure to give five stars on the Apple Podcast Store. Leave a kind review. Boost your mood. Go on to Instagram, at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. And I will talk to you guys next Wednesday. Bye.